Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, Egg Chasers. It's episode number 40 of the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. We love the game of rugby, but we don't take it or ourselves too seriously. I'm Tim. He's JB. Hi, Tim. And that there is Phil. Hi, Tim. Now, do you know the fact it's episode 40 means... You're on, Jay. Is it working? <laughs> I can't yes. believe... Well, that was a perfect <laughs> introduction that time. <laughs> I don't think it's working. It is. It is. It's oh, fine. Turn, turn your own headphones up. Ah, maybe. There we go. <laughs> Back in the game. Episode 40 means that as of next week, iTunes will start erasing episode number one. Oh, oh. no, when it erased it, I don't know, actually, because I think it holds 40 episodes oh. at a time. So, for posterity, make sure you go back and start... Listen to them all, I downloading, guess. Downloading, maybe listen to them all again, save them all. We've got seven days till next podcast, so you can listen to how many a day? You're the big maths guy around here. <laughs> what, 40 minutes each? Yeah. Uh, four, four a day, something like that, five a day. Most three, of them, you can listen to most of them in thirty-two a day. Yeah. Then, if, if you really commit to it, you can you can get it done in a day and a bit. Um, yeah. But there you go for posterity. Burn it off, save it onto multiple hard drives so you don't lose it. Download it over and over again. Yeah, yeah. do that. And uh, you, but you can also get it on uh, audio as well. And I think they don't they don't stick at forty episodes. Anyway, there's been some exciting developments. Not not least the international rugby matches, which we'll get to in a minute. Not least. Another amazing team entry into Rugby Oki from one of the international squads. Um, and not least, we're going to pick a spring chicken 15 because it was the IRB Junior World Cup again and because there's been lots of talk about youth in the in the England football team and youth development. It's a hot topic at the minute. We thought we'd get into picking the best young 15 in the world at the minute. But got some important stuff to deal with first, haven't we? A fine, upstanding publication. Oh my yes. god! Well, I was reading. I was on my lunch break. Was it uh, Thursday? And I was reading Motor Transport magazine, as I imagine you all were. Well, yeah, I think I was reading it completely separately, completely independently to you, Jay. Yeah. Winter tires—do they really work? Do they? <laughs> uh, I was engrossed in this, and uh, we actually made it into the Motor Transport magazine. Yeah, incredible news! Not, not just made it into Motor Transport magazine. That me—that means in general we've made it. 
That's it. <laughs> the, the rugby egg chasers rugby podcast. Shut it down. Shut it all down. Here. It's <laughs> not going to get any better. We're not. But, let's go out on a high. Let's leave it here, boys. Yeah. When we first started this, and we kind of listed out our goals, what we wanted to achieve. Well, we never thought we'd achieve that. So I we know, never did. It was like the pinnacle, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, the pinnacle we had uh, all three of us on the front of Time magazine, but actually, it was just making it into Motor Transport magazine. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Exactly. And also, particularly in the month of June, the amount of transport stuff which goes on in June, and we made it. Yes, we, d- <laughs> we did get a mention because, and I thought, who, which one of you two made the tweet? It was Phil. Well done, Phil. Uh, it was because of a tweet that Phil sent in a while ago, uh, a little flippant comment about the fact Scotland had Malcolm written on the back yeah. of all their shirts. Glasgow Warriors and... I knew there was something good would happen if, if I watched the Pro Direct final. People have been telling us for ages we need to watch it. And so when I did... Yeah, I, just, I got us into the Transport magazine. Yeah. Well, well, then you. And, Thanks, mate. Uh, and we should say uh, hello, Neil Back, who it turns out is a, is a big listener to the podcast. And we found this out because um, we managed to get him embroiled in a bit of an argument yeah. with Rotherham Rugby Club. Yeah, Isn't Neil Back a secret, a secret trade unionist? <laughs> Because <laughs> he's lobbying Demand hard for... Who- f- fair pay for Dave Matthews. Yeah, yeah uh, Matthews. We should probably just briefly explain. Basically, Neil Back commented on something that we were talking about on Twitter. Well, London Welsh are looking for a new... Team manager. Team manager, isn't it? So it's not yeah. even a coach. No. It's a team manager that they were looking for. Neil Back got in touch with us and said, yeah. hey lads, it should be... Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. Oh, he's team manager. Team manager, See, I, think. I put forward yeah. the Broughton Park team manager for that role, but wasn't interested. No. Does he not even got an interview? Not even an interview. And that's with the Egg Chasers endorsements. Mm. Anyway, so basically we've been tagged in continuously on every single tweet that's been sent between irate Rotherham fans, Neil Back, <laughs> and various discussions about his Dave so. Matthews is a popular man. In Rotherham he is, yeah. I think, though, the thing is about team manager, you're always popular. Because what do you do? You give out sweets and Lucasade. Stash Lucasade. and stash. stash. <laughs> oh, and stash. yeah, stash. So everyone, I mean, you've never been dropped by a team manager. I was going to say there's an elephant in the room, but that actually might might offend the person in question because <laughs> an elephant. But um, basically, JB's going to be getting married in two weeks. I am uh, a week and oh, no, a week and a half, mm, nearly. Like oh, anyway, mm. uh, twelve days, and mm. I think this is basically the sign of things to come because JB's brought his betrothed. Uh, She's so Layla. starstruck by what we do here. She wants to, she wants to see how a uh, internationally acclaimed sports podcast is actually recorded. Or so she wants all. to do her final vetting before <laughs> she totally commits to signing <laughs> on the dotted line. Yeah. Well, you got anything to say, Nas? Anything Lee Harpenny-esque? Nothing. Who's your favourite rugby player? Lee Harpenny. Lee Harpenny. <laughs> there you go. She once thought Gareth Thomas was called Eros Maid. Because she saw Gareth Thomas on the screen, and underneath it it said, Errors Made. <laughs> so she immediately thought it was Eros, as in the Welsh name. <laughs> Eros Made's a good player, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> hey, right, let's get on with the international action. And I think we should start with the biggest result of the international weekend. Well done, Japan. Yeah, yes. well done, Japan. Ten in a row. Is that right? Ten, ten victories in a, in, on the bounce. First time Freaky. they've ever, ever beaten Italy as well. Oh, that's incredible. 26-23 uh, victory over Italy. I'm glad we're all on the same hymn sheet about that. There you go. People who complain we're too Anglo-centric. We are. We're very well, Anglo-centric. We are, to be fair. Today we're, today we're going Sino-centric, yeah? Yeah. But it, 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 really, think... it really is great news for Japan. Because yeah. like, we watch them. Yeah, um, they look good, didn't they? Yeah, a good team. Um, like Really well organised, really well drilled, and some fast and, and skillful backs. But... Um, Eddie Jones said recently, last last few months, that 
not this World Cup, the next World Cup, they're targeting, um, I think he's even said they're targeting winning it. No. Which is... They I, I mean, I suppose you can target winning it. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's achievable. Certainly not. Uh, they the might moment, get out of the group but, stage, but they're worth keeping an eye on for but, the ne- for the World Cup next year, aren't they? As a bit of a surprise. I read a really interesting book once about coaching, and it's by a guy called Greenwood. Like, it's not Dick Greenwood. It's not Will Greenwood. It's another guy called Greenwood, and he's he's quite well renowned. And he went over to Japan, and he said the players there are able to um, really execute complex moves, complex team patterns. But they repeat the same thing over and over again. And what they don't have is they don't have much individual nous, which I thought was mm. thought, thought was quite quite interesting. And you almost always see that in the Japanese players. They're very organised, but they're not individually maverick. You don't get many Japanese mm. Cipriones, for instance. Uh, not many, but then you, you don't, don't get, get many, many Cipriones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can yeah, only true. name one player, and that was that uh, Yoshida, was it, who got who was like their all-time tri- top try scorer? Oh, the winger. The, there's yeah. the hooker. I can't remember his name. Who, plays Who played in Super in Super oh, yeah. Broad, Is it? I want to say Broadbent or someone. There's, there's Broadhurst. Broadhurst. Oh yeah, I should obviously name the, Eng- no, the obviously the, the New Zealanders and yeah he, English expats. But it's that I when we watched him, it was the fullback that we were really impressed by. Yeah, yeah the few good few good players. That Broadhurst was playing seven. Who he's not been playing in these recent games. Yeah. Italy, on the other hand, are going in the other direction. Eight def- eight out of eight defeats <laughs> in in this calendar year so far. All of the Six Nations games they lost, Fiji, Samoa and Japan they've lost to now. And the weird yeah. thing is about Italy, they might be going in the opposite direction, but for a club like, say, uh, Treviso, who we don't really rate, a lot of their players are going to big clubs. Well, I say a lot of them, three of them have gone to Leicester. I, don't, I can't really call which way Italian and, rugby's going. And they're getting better in the Rebel Pro Direct as well. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the, the, is, hmm. is there a curse of the good stash this year? Because France's kit is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Mm. They've struggled. Le- Leicester, their home kit was a thing of beauty, and they... they, they didn't have the season that they wanted. Yeah. Stash of, uh, stash mm. of the Beautiful Curse. Curse of the Beautiful Stash, yeah. indeed. Mm. Uh, right then, let's get on to this. this. I mean, right, if you listen to the episode where Ulster's Jared Payne, after Ulster's Jared Payne got a red card in the Heineken Cup, was that against Sarries? It was against Sarries. And the JB had melt, big, Biggest meltdown. miscarriage of, de- of justice <laughs> since the Birmingham Five. <laughs> He he had a he had a he had a meltdown and uh, it's quite entertaining to listen back to that podcast. I would recommend it. But this could be Jared Payne Mark Two. I'm going to say two words and light the touch paper and let JB go. Steve Walsh. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let me say this about Steve Walsh. Now I was wa- I was watching the game and I even put out. So if, if you're not aware, this is Wales, uh, South Africa. Yeah, Wales on the verge of a historic win against South Africa. Um. Now before I just delve into this. I just want to ask a quick question, which is, you're, you've you've been a ref, you're yep. a qualified ref, you're a uh, uh, an avid watcher and an avid rule follower, probably your two favourite things, watching rugby and following rules. Laws Very high. Now, if you watch a ruck and there's an, inf- and there's an infringement, or say there's two infringements, which one do you penalise? Give, say what the two infringements are for, for just, our just, just, just two infringements. Two what, like a knock-on or a penalty? So like, yeah, one the guy's one... off his feet, the other guy's holding on, that kind of thing. In that scenario, wrong side, like. you generally go for the one that happened first. first. Yeah, I would agree. I say, well, there's, there's two ways I look at it. Un- say, unless one is like serious enough to then reverse it. Yeah, so I would say, generally speaking, I'd go for the first one. But otherwise, I would probably go for the most obvious one. So if there's a really obvious thing, which I know I know to referee, I would do that. Or I'd go for the first one, right? Well, 
it struck me what, watching the game, and I will put my hands up because I even tweeted this. I said every Welsh player needs to buy Steve Walsh uh, at least two drinks and compliment him on his lovely tattoo. Because <laughs> what was actually happening is it wasn't really about the game. It was about Steve Walsh's weird interpretation of the game and making him the cent- like the centre of all of all things rugby. So I was watching. He's a dashing man, though, isn't he? He's not a dashing man. <laughs> he's an idiot, right? So I let's mean, find I- out. I bet he's Layla's favourite referee. Do you like Steve Walsh? I'll get a picture of Steve Walsh. So you carry on, Jay. Yeah. So it's not about the rules of Steve Walsh. It's not about the laws. It's not about the integrity or letting the boys play. It's about Steve Walsh because I was watching this game. And sorry, sorry, hold on, Layla. He's an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> former, former alcoholic. Former alcoholic. Re- reformed. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so actually, Welsh team, don't, don't buy him a drink because you'll probably relapse and start trashing a bar. So he just makes these awful decisions. So I was watching it, and a couple of times, Welsh lads were on the wrong side. I thought, oh, God, penalty to Wales here. And next thing you know, the arm would go the other way. And then when we scored the try, when it was the hooker going over. Ken Owens, yeah. Now, Every part of me wanted that to be a try, but it was not a try. There was no way that that was a try. Did, did oh, I, I thought that was really sensible refereeing. I, I... Oh, I I agree. And then and then what? <laughs> and, and then what he said? Yeah, because I'll tell you why it's sensible refereeing. Because he said, um, "I need to see that in game, uh, uh, real speed, yep. because it's a real speed game." Yeah. So it was a wrong exactly. decision, right? Because a lot of people would say slow mo. Well, let's have a look at the. A lot of people would do that, but he, he used common sense. I thought fair play, Steve Walsh letting the boys play. He went. It wasn't. Well, no. He, basically, exactly. I was going to say that was. I thought that was really sensible. When it was slowed down, it looked more obvious one way or the other than it was, and looked at when you look at it at full speed, it looked a cert try. Go mm. for it. I, 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 really... I thought he lost. I personally thought he lost control, control, control of the ball. Right. So then we come to Liam Williams. Finally, yeah, we've all we've all been wait, waiting for Liam Williams. Wales are thirty points to twenty-four up, six points up with three minutes. Yeah. And the clock. only way that this could go wrong is if Liam Williams uh, commits a a foul so atrocious uh, it's a penalty try, and heaven uh, heaven forbid he commits a foul and it's and it's a penalty try. Now you're playing this game at. Re- uh, at in real time speed, fast speed. What he did wasn't illegal. Or if it was illegal, there are hundreds, what? hundreds of examples throughout a season where these things aren't illegal. If you play at a real speed, you probably aren't going to say, oh, okay, fine. And furthermore, does he watch it at match speed? No, he doesn't watch it at match speed. He decides the best thing to do is to watch his thing in slow motion. Which is it, Steve? Is it slow motion or is it real time? I think real time or slow motion, if you get the right angle, that was. But a, it's that- not, though, is it? It no. can't be one and then the other. It's well, a yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on a minute. Watch that in real time or in slow motion. It is a dreadful, dreadful foul. It's definitely a penalty it's try. Not, it's it, not. It's the he, absolute he even tackle, right tackles him with result. his chest. It's not even a shoulder. It's a chest. No, he had his arm. He had his. He had his arm L- tucked in like a chicken wing, and he gave the shoulder. I think he's going to tackle. He gets a bit scared. He pulls out and he goes. He goes to protect himself. <laughs> anyway, it's not a penalty try. Oh Let yeah, the boys, it is. it's not. Do you and, know what? I, do you know what? Let, let, I'm just going to come to Steve Walsh's defence. I think he got the big calls right. Let's actually do what any honest team would do and actually just rewind. 71 minutes on the clock and Wales are two scores up. Yeah. They first, in nine minutes they should never lose to South Africa. But more's the point. Liam Williams did not need to do that in order to get the player in no, touch. Had, had, he, no. had he done a legitimate tackle, he was he might there. might have missed the kick as well. He might have missed, yeah, the, kick, missed the kick. Even exactly. if they scored the try. Exactly. I mean, look, it was it, completely it was silly, foolish. The way to, to get rid of this is the, same, is the same way to get rid of the knock-on. That's to get rid of it. 
I just just allow them to show the barge. It's getting ridiculous. No, because that's one of the most dangerous things I've seen in rugby field for a long time. That that tackle. No, it was not. Yes, yes it no, was. No, it was not. <laughs> yes, it was. It wasn't dangerous. If it was dangerous, he wasn't injured. I, I tell you what, the ultimate test, right, would be if if he hadn't have called, if he hadn't blown his whistle, go up to Victor <laughs> Matfield, right. And, and ask Victor Matfield, would you like to go to the video ref for anything? He wouldn't even be able to think of what you go to the video ref for. You go, yeah, good tackle. Yeah, but that's why you've got the assistant referees. Who, it's not. Who it's, were there? It's so so irritating. So there's, Steve there's Walsh, a big difference between someone who makes a decision you don't like and somebody who makes a wrong decision. No, I actually agree. It is I, like with Gerard Payne, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> but in this case, I can see where the law. Says it, you've got to wrap the arms, and he didn't wrap he didn't the arms. Need the, the point is, let's just go back a bit. Liam Williams, it should be him that's the, the, the blame is hung around the shoulders of, not Steve Walsh, because he didn't need to make that tackle. But Steve like, Walsh has to be like consistent. I mean, it's all about Steve Walsh, and that's why, he, and that's exactly why I gave the try. Just let the boys play. <laughs> let the boys play. Like, let me talk about this. You should change your mantra from let the boys play to let Wales win. No, <laughs> just let the boys play. I mean, if he came, came across with a huge swinging arm and took off his head, okay, high tackle. That's pretty rubbish. He didn't. He did what a lot of players would do. It's he just, lost the game and it was the right call from the referee. And then Wales to... bottled it at the end by not making enough ground. I mean, they needed to spin it, spin it wide to get the field position, to bring it back in for bigger, not to kick it from the halfway line. What but a disaster. They didn't have anything left in the tank then, did they? I don't care. Knock it on then. Knock it on. But don't <laughs> don't give it to Bigger for the impossible for kick. 50 yards. Yeah. It's a gallant effort, but once again, we've got another Northern Hemisphere gallant loser. And not, an, not the... Sorry, go on. I, well, I was going to say, and uh, a whitewash against the big three as well. Yeah. Yeah. And we could have taken them. They're not better than us. Not the case for Scotland, though. Well done, Vern Cotter. He must be going. What's all this? What's everyone going on about? This is a great this team. Is, this is fine. This is easy. <laughs> it's easier than when I coached Claremont. Three from three. <laughs> I think uh, Vern Cotter's honeymoon period is going to end rather abruptly, isn't it? Is Steve Walsh uh, refereeing him next up? Uh, <laughs> against South Africa. I don't know, but yeah, they're playing South Africa on uh, Saturday. Mm. Good luck. Good luck, mm. Scotland. Are they just going to fly there? Like, leave the, like, obviously, leave the plane engines on. Um, play and then just get back and get back on the. I mean, how does this work? Uh, they'll be as fast as they possibly can. Yeah, because they, they've played. So this will be three weeks or possibly four weeks and three games on three different continents. They played the USA in America. Yeah, they played Argentina in Argentina. Now oh, they're playing they... South Africa in South Africa. Wow, that's a hell of a tour, isn't it? Yeah, mm. a lot of travelling. Uh, and then we come to England now. I thought we'd do this in a stocks and shares fashion. It, got, it was a suggestion that came through on Twitter, so I thought, yeah, we'll go with that. So JB is a financial advisor. I am. For a day job. And uh, so using stocks and shares and, and financial good financial planning as your basis, let's analyse at the end of a three-match series against the world champions in New Zealand, who whose stocks have risen, whose stocks have fallen, um, how are England shaping up after those three matches? Well, has anyone risen? Um, that last game, that'd be the first thing. Are we in, a, in, a, in the middle of an England recession? Probably Rob Webber. He mm. like from where he was before the tour. Yeah, yeah. He, he's now actually sort of considered, I think, quite a trusted in that one, hooker in in the in the three or four hookers that are in the mix. I think in that one game, uh, I think everyone went everyone went backwards. Uh, I think probably Ben Young's made a good account of himself. Yes, that's true actually, because he he does some question marks um, after his recent fall. And Tuolagi was his usual self. But uh, I he, thought Tuolagi was a bit quiet, you know. He was, he was left. 
horribly you know out of position by the people inside him. Do, do you think Tuolangi would make a good winger with a bit more space? Uh, it's a joke, Phil. It was, it, was, it was just a joke. It was just a joke. Because he did, he did, he did no, nothing in centres. Well, when you when you get a no ball yeah. and you're defensively, the, uh, he was left wanting by Eastman and, and uh, Eastman. Burns all the time. They they were right. out of position badly. You know backs play, Phil. I was gonna, well, you just sort of half answered it there, but uh, you know backs play. You are, you know, wing fullback. You played a bit of centre. So how much was it? Because it happened in all the tests, really, no matter what centre combination was that was there, that... England was sort of cut open in the centres. To what extent is it New Zealand just cutting amazing lines and having great distribution? And to what extent is it the England players a bit naive? In that final test, the first couple of surveyor tries and the what would have been his hat trick but was given forward was, in my opinion, Burns and Tuolagi just got way sorry Burns and Eastman just got way too narrow. They were both marking one man, and it just meant that. Tuolagi was trying to mark three men and Ashton was rushing up, like flying up like uh, Saracens do. Mm. But he was dog-legged. And so you've got Tuolagi and then Mike Brown trying to cover three men and you just can't do it. It, it was all because, in my opinion, Burns and Eastman were just too narrow, just way too narrow. It's interesting because half-time, I'm not sure if they were too narrow or they are just all at sea completely because half-time they were pointing out that the gap between Burns and Eastman, I think it Burns and Eastman, was just too massive. Ah, it, it, no. It varied it was, at, at different yeah, times. Sorry, they were too narrow between uh, Burns and Eastman. And a huge gap, gap to, towards Tuolangi. Yeah. yeah, so that stacks up. And they showed that a few times. Yeah. And it, Poor Eastman, because he had a great first test. And then... Yeah, no. uh, I know. I plummeted. I felt, sorry. For, and I, I read... Um, it was the Telegraph's um, player ratings... And they gave Eastman a two out of ten, Oof. which was ve- I think that was very harsh. Agreed. Because he, he defended what he tackled well, albeit his positioning wasn't great. But he didn't have anything to do with ball in hand mm. or anything like that, and he got taken off after forty minutes, so he, he couldn't have done anything. I think anymore. with Eastman, he's such a special, special talent that you kind of got to build a game plan around him. I don't think you can just plug him in as a direct replacement for Brad Barrett or Billy Twelvetrees. So, suddenly, whereas it was like, wow, look at all these options Stuart Lancaster's got. Now there's a big question mark in the in the, in the the centre pairing, isn't there again? I still think that Twelvetrees to Alagi would be the first choice when Twelvetrees fit, is fit. Don't forget, he hadn't played for eight weeks or so yeah. before the last So in, in terms of financial, like England centres, in terms of like uh, financial, they're not a totally toxic asset, are they? What no, are they're, they? All, they're all small cap equities, which are tremendously volatile. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Danny Cipriani, he'd be a, um, a like a Bitcoin maybe, because he suddenly he suddenly jumped up. I think he's he's a bit more steady than than Bitcoin. Um, I I actually think the the ones that that are most volatile are Eastmond, um, Youngs because he played well, but he yeah. has had some stinkers recently. Burns, uh, volatile equities which aren't recommended for 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 any pensioner. <laughs> <laughs> not suitable for pensioners. Um, Yard as well. Certainly not last game. Yeah. How raw is Yard? Yeah. Well, twice when twice for for tries when Curry, he, Curry James was cut, say, cut inside say, him. He's pretty. He'll be pretty raw after taking it from Surveyor the whole match. <laughs> well, if he was a uh, if he was a stock, he'd be some sort of tech stock run by two. You know, some sort of some sort of stock which makes apps run by two kids that have no idea what they're doing but getting loads of cash <laughs> in, in a Porsche. So uh, he's, got some, he's got some awesome raw. Yeah, 
ability. Uh, may, I think he might be in the category of too talented to be good. <laughs> like his running is so good. It's so but will good. he bother learning the rest the rest of it? Mm. Yeah, he's young. He's yeah, really young. he is. Yeah. He's really young. Uh, uh, Mike Mike Brown as well is unfortunately. Oh, Stuart Barnes. Well done, Stuart Barnes. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, Mike Brown's carrying a ball and he dummies and goes because Stuart Barnes said something like uh, Mike Brown thinks he can get away with that style in the Premiership, and even even Six Nations and, and European Cup, but this, uh, this style for the very, very best just won't work. So what is Mike Brown's option then, Stuart? Just to reinvent himself, uh, become, I don't know, Matt, Matt Perry, um, become Mills, Mills, Mills Molina? It's just the most inane, mm. boring commentary I've I, ever heard. I think you you mentioned we mentioned on last week's podcast. You said he was sort of carrying a knock. It's been a long yeah. season. He just doesn't look good. He just doesn't look the player that was in the Six Nations at all. No, no, and and even before the Six Nations, the last couple of years for Harlequins, when he played in the Autumn Internationals, he got man of the tour, got man of the Six Nations, and mm. yeah, he's not fully fit. No, Def- he can't be. Definitely, the drop off is huge. Yeah. Uh, what's happened to Foden? Is he injured? Is he just there for a holiday or? Uh, he's not fishing. He's, he's not injured. Just there as part of the squad. He played on the wing uh, in the midweek game against the Crusaders. Oh, I would have started Foden but just to give Mike Brown a rest. Yeah, not because I, I think he's any good. Um, and how about Good? Is he knocking about? Uh, I think he. I think he travelled after the Premiership final. So why are they putting Mike Brown through the mill when he's? I mean, second test. I'm sure he he was limping. Uh, why don't you rest him? Yeah, it would have been nice to, to rest him and give someone else a go. Yeah, it's, it's one more game, isn't it? And he has been England's best player in the last. I'll completely agree. Yeah. but I just don't yeah. really think it's fair because the um, looking back at it, you're not going to think, oh, Mike, Mike Brown can cut it against against the best teams and the rest of it. Yeah, because um, he's he's just not fit. They rested him for the second test, maybe bringing him bring him in for the third, mm-hmm. but he was in doubt for the first. Never mind all three of them. Up, up front, England fared a bit better than in the backs. They seem to be pretty competitive. Mm. Yeah, scrum, over, scrums, over the course of the three tests, scrums are solid. Driving malls, like you said, um, I think it was last week, Tim. they both defence and attack were good. Mm. They were getting good go forward and holding the uh, New Zealand driving mall off. But if New Zealand are going to beat you, it's not really going to be driving malls, is it? No, uh, no, not so much. No. They're just so good. They're just so so quick. I don't actually even sure if they are that that good. Maybe it's kind of like. You know, they say that the the Yankees beat you because they're in stripes or or whatever it is. <laughs> it's it's just the kit. You know, oh God, can't win this. No, they're, they're pretty good. Pretty pretty good, and they've got some pretty awesome young players coming through. I mean, there was well Ben Smith. Just I mean, in terms of stocks rising, is there a be- what would that be? What what would Ben Smith be in stock terms? Because he's just like. Relatively new, but looks solid, stable, and surpassing anyone's performance. What would that, Ooh, I mean, that's a interesting, that's an interesting question. I mean, whoever whoever's running the Ben Smith hedge fund is just <laughs> yeah made like, kind of like an Amazon, so yeah. something like that. Yeah, he's 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 pretty good. He's pretty good, and he and he looks like an accountant. <laughs> Fekatoa as well. Yeah, looks well, like a real talent. Yeah, to 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 come to come in to. A match of that intensity and just look totally at home. Who did he replace? Uh, Con- Conrad, Conrad Smith. Smith. Wow. Yeah. Did Conrad Smith play second test? Yeah. yeah. He started the first two is tests. He in- is he injured? 
Yeah, uh, he was for this. Was for the last oh, test. oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> well, no, just you've got a player like Comrade Smith, and you've got this lad who just comes in first test, and, and the goes, competition yeah, in, in. I'm, the... I'm here. No worries. Chill out. It's all fine. And the co- I've got this. The competition in that squad is ferocious. Like they started with Cruden, but everyone wanted Bowden, Bowden Barrett. And, and Carter's just played his first couple of games back as well. Oh, he'll he'll be uh, grandfathered back in, surely. Yeah. Right, so uh, let's, go, let's go for this youth thing, because it kind of links in a little bit. And it was also the IRB World Championships, which recently concluded, and England won it for a second consecutive year. Oh, do you know, last last year, because is it yearly, the, the World Championships? Yeah, it is, right? yeah. So last year I watched the first half, I watched a bit of the second half, Wales are tonking England, turned it off, went to German, I saw my friend Lee, he's also Welsh. How's it feel to be a world champ, mate? He goes, what? A world champ? Uh, no, we lost. So uh, I, I've, ever since I've, I've not actually watched the uh, Youth World Cup, it's a waste of time. But, but England uh, have done it for a second consecutive year, which shows things are pretty rosy at, at grassroots level. Youth development as well in the Football World Cup has been a bit of a hot topic, with basically the fallout of England not qualifying for the, for, through the group. And as yet, they're not qualified. <laughs> and as yet, we don't know whether they'll get any points or any victories at all because the Costa Rica game hasn't happened yet. But uh, lots of people are saying that it's all to do with the pl- there's no pathway for the young players coming through, oh, and there's no so to play. much nonsense. So youth, youth development's a big hot topic at the minute. So and the IRB World Championships has just happened, and players like Fekitoa are coming through. So here's a, here's an idea. Let's pick a fifteen, the best. Under 23 15 in the world right now, the spring chicken 15. Good idea. Wowza. Spring chicken 15. And you can contribute to this if, if you listen and there's someone you, well, you agree, disagree, or want to suggest someone else. At Rugby Podcast on Twitter is where you can find us. Um, so, we'll yeah. And also, because we mainly watch uh, English rugby, there's yep. a lot there's a lot of English players in mine. I've picked a few others from uh, like the international teams. Any from the Rubbo Pro? Yeah, I, yeah, there's a couple. I'm there? I'm not totally up with uh, yeah exactly all the young players coming through the ITM Cup or you're not you're not no I'm not <laughs> no so yeah at Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter so the, we we accept that there will be gaps in our knowledge and that's that's where you come in so let's start in the front row then props Mac Vanipola has got to be he's, in with a shout hasn't he he's 23. Is he? Does that count as under twenty three, or do, are we cancelling um, him out as a result of that? They have to be twenty two. We or... could we could cancel him out. I'd I'd go for September under... school year. It's worth worth mentioning people who are twenty three or right. twenty four if we've not got anyone better. Okay. But... How old's Marla? He can't be much older. I think he's twenty three as well. <sighs> wow. Yeah. That's um, not bad, is it? No, not bad at all. Northampton's Ethan Waller. Yeah, brother, I like him. Well, brother of Alex Waller. So Alex Waller is the one who's been playing. Mainly and has toured with England. He's 24, but his younger brother's only 21. Really? Yeah. Um, so he's definitely one for the future. Um, Leicester has announced today that they've signed. Uh, 20. Aniseko Seal. So, yeah. He, 21 year old Samoan. Samoan loosehead. They've signed him straight from a club in Samoa as well. He's not played in. Oh, really? Any, yeah. Bet this guy's a monster. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be interesting, won't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I'd go, both of those are 21, Anika, Aniseko, CO and Ethan Waller, unless anyone else has got a... Uh, Rodri Jones, I thought, might be worth a shout. He's kind of... Yeah, yeah he's Welsh. Got, he's got 10 Welsh caps, he's 22. The guy from McCunthleth? Yeah. I think he's from McCunthleth. But, I mean, he's not better than, probably not better than guys we mentioned. Is he not? Oh, hold on. Um, well, he's got more caps. Got more caps? Yeah. He's just behind two absolute pillars of the world game. <laughs> um... 
Let's do that then. Chris, what, what well, well, well there is what. Oh no, no, he's a, he's a, he's, he's my hooker actually. Sorry, so I'm getting confused to my front rows. Yeah, let's go for them then. Rodri Jones. Cool. Hookers. Uh, right to lose. Yes, you've got this guy as well. Who, yes. who is it? I'm excited. I don't know. He's got a couple of caps for the French team. He does. He's what twenty? He's twenty. I've got him as Chris Tolafua. And do you know where he's from? Where he was born? Mm, I'm guessing Montenegro, Samoa, Tonga. Uh, Wallace and Fortuna. Where? Which is a, a tiny little island, 15,000 population. It's a French colony in the Pacific Ocean. Of course it is. And he was born and grew up there until he was like 15, 16, and then was uh, handpicked by, by Toulouse. Oh, wow. I knew those colonies had come in handy one day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, he made his debut for France. I didn't realise this until I looked up a bit more about him. 18 years and one month old. At, wow. hook, at hooker. Oh, that's incredible. At yeah. <laughs> Only two years after being taken on his own. In the Heineken <laughs> Cup. In the Heineken Cup, no less. Ugh. Wow. So, yeah, um, there's a few others. Luke Cowan Dickey uh, of, of Exeter. Mm. Um, Mike Haywood, who's 23, of, of Northampton. Who's been Northampton well, but... is just a hotbed of young front row. I think they might have got lucky because some of them got injured, so they get to blood them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And they've not got a load of all guys. Let's stick in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, into the second row. I think oh, these the tight head first. Oh, so, oh, God, tight head, yeah. Tighthead. Um, I, I, this is the one position I struggled with. I mean, it's one of those positions where you, you want someone with pedigree and. Well, um, Kyle Sinclair, oh, of course. 21. Oh, yeah. And Samson Lee, who played very. Is, I thought he was older than that, Samson 21. Lee. Is he really? He's only 21. I know he looks a lot older than he that. He does. <laughs> I want to see a passport, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, um, I'd be happy with either of them. And then. Uh, it's, it's, he's, he's 23, but he's very much up and coming. Michael Moore, uh, sorry, Martin Moore um, of Leinster and Ireland, ah. who looks like a friend of ours, Pedder. Oh, he does, yes, yes. Who, yes, who yes, listens yes, to the show. Go on then, pick one of them, pick one of them. I'm happy with any of them. Uh, so, well, Samson Lee started an international match against South Africa. Yeah. And, and didn't do too bad. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with him. I was impressed. On. Brilliant. Uh, into the second row, I was going to say these two, I think, pick themselves, don't they? Uh, well, Courtney Laws. The one I've got. I've got three. It's Courtney Laws. He's it's surely Courtney... older than that now. Yeah, surely. Ebenezer, surely. Oh wow, is he young? Twenty-two. Oh. Yeah, is he? yeah. He's a monster. What, what a player. Yeah. He'd get in any any international fifteen. Agreed. And the other one, how old's Brody Retallick? New Zealand second row. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Courtney Laws is twenty-five. Uh, Brody. Twenty-three. Um, so he might miss out. On, well, yeah. Cause worth I've, a mention. I've got a couple. Yeah. Um, so Will Skelton, if either of you saw the Australia France match, yep. Will Skelton is 22. He's six foot eight, 21 and a half stone. He scored a try and got an assist at the wow. weekend in his first start for Australia. Nice. Um, so he's definitely a contender. Although I, I do think um, we should give recognition to Maro Itodje. Yes, I've oh. got him down. England under twenty played in the World Cup. And World he, he captained, captain yes. England to the under twenty World Championship really final. Really no, this is the kid, a black kid, right? Yes. Who um, Jack Berger mentioned. Jack Berger loves. Jack Berger says that this guy is the man. Yeah. yeah. Well, when he DM'd me, yeah, <laughs> DM's me. Oh, I don't know if anyone noticed. Jack Berger mentioned me directly in the tweet. Didn't mention you guys, just just me. So an honourable mention for for him, without a doubt. He looks like he's been the start. I, I mean, that, that that pretty much covers it. Um, um, the only other Johnny one, Johnny Gray, yeah. Who's potentially the player that Richie Gray could have been, but, <laughs> but maybe let's get, not. Let's get into the back row then. Six. 
Now, I've got a bit of a left field selection. Ooh. Uh, and, well, well, I just have to mention I just have to mention two words and then a certain piece of music automatically plays in the background. Jamie Cudmore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is Phil's man crush. Yes. Yes. Go on. Yes. You'd, you'd love to spend yes. uh, <laughs> Tell uh, me. some time in a tent on a, on a mountain, ride up on horseback, bareback, wouldn't you? Um, oh, yes. <laughs> Well, there's another young Canadian who's a full international, plays blindside flanker, who's a bit of a prodigy and looks like being an absolute star and a possible new Canadian man crush for Phil, Tyler Arden. Tyler, wow. Let me just find him. Tyler Arden. Oh, come on. Someone someone, give me some some innuendo. Come on. Topless. Come on. Uh, no, sorry. Ardron. <laughs> Tyler Ardron. Ardron. No, not Arden. That, that, that's too easy. You, you can't be called that. Oh, he's, Ard- actually, oh he's, he's actually 23. But he's definitely worth a shout. He's got 13 international caps at age 23. Ospreys have signed him. Oh, really? Uh, uh. And he was with them for the end of last season. Um, played 26 minutes in the Heineken Cup no, against Leinster. But he's... Oh, by the way, Canada beat USA. Uh, no, no, USA, USA Canada, beat Canada. Sorry. I knew yeah. it was one way. It was one way the other. Yes. But he's thought, basically, he's thought to be kind of a, a talisman and leader for Canada for many, many years to come. So, excellent. Six foot four and 18 stone. So, yeah, watch out for that name. But he's 23, so he probably misses out. Who have we got in back row? Um, well, I've got a few 23 year olds as well. I, I, I can get a back row of 22 and under um, with uh, Ardy Surveyor at six. Oh, yes, I've got him. Who's 20 with Michael Hooper. Australian. Yes. He, he's got 31, he's 22, 31 Australian caps. Wow. And he, including, I think, two as captain. Wow. Can I just ask, what has happened to Pocock? Just repeat injuries. Yeah. Sa- he... Sam Kane, though, would be a good shout. Sam Kane as well, yeah. Is Pocock 22. on the edge of retirement or something? Then? Well, he's only like 26, bad? 27. He's, he's still young, Pocock. I think he's younger than, I thought he was like 24. And I thought he was going to be nailed on future captain. Yeah. I, just repeat injuries. So who's your who would make your number eight then, Phil? Uh, Julian Galan. Yes, oh, that's what yes. I'd have gone for. Yeah, like who's twenty two, six four, nineteen stone. Let's go with it. To, uh, to and athletic race. looking with it as well. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> Scrum off. Is there? A, Looks like he's about to go into hibernation. Is there a better shout at nine than TJ Perinara, New Zealand? Oh, how old? How old TJ Perinara? He's, he's twenty one. I've never even heard of TJ Perinara. He's yeah, he's a good player. The only one I had was. One I mentioned a few weeks ago. He's 22, big pardon. Yeah. Oh, 22. So, yeah, I'd, I'd have him then. Because the only one I've got was uh, Callum Watson, mm. younger brother of Marcus and Anthony, who's Watson. 17 or 18. If you've got three caps for the All Blacks, yes. I think you've got to be let's, about... Let's put him in. Yeah, going to be all right. Fly half. Now, I think this one picks itself as well. Is there a better young fly half? Ford, than... are you going for? No, Owen Farrell. Uh, well, Ford. There's, there's quite a few. George Ford, Owen Williams, Reese Pratchell. Reese um, Pratchell's quality. Uh, the two lads are Ospreys. One's gone uh, Barry something. Better too. than Owen Farrell, though? Yes. JJ Harahan of Munster, who scored that fantastic try in the last second to beat Purple One in the Heineken Cup. Better than Owen Farrell? Okay. Uh, let's just, let's, let's, let's at, just... the, at this stage, maybe they will be in a year or two's time. Okay, but... so if you're going to play a game tomorrow, who do you want? Owen Farrell or George Ford? Uh, Owen Farrell. If it was, a, if it was an international, Ford. he'd kick the goals. At... I'd... Yeah, I'd jo- Owen Farrell, given what he's done. Is, is probably, you'd argue, well, he's definitely got the better pedigree given what he's done. I think Owen Farrell's still getting better. 
And I think yeah. George Ford is still getting better. I just think Owen Farrell is getting better more slowly than George Ford. And uh-huh. I think George Ford has passed him. But yeah, well, I, th- I think at, the, at this moment, you'd have to pick Owen Farrell of all of those sure mentioned. Well, he's first choice to fly half for England. So. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, but Lancaster's uh, funny, isn't he? He's a weird one. One or other. But you can debate this at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Farrell or Ford, uh, best young fullback on the planet. Uh, fly, w- fly off. Fly half, sorry. Um, just, just one more fly oh, yeah, half on. I want to give recognition to. Uh, Andre Pollard, who was the... Um, South African oh, I saw him play. Cap- yeah, yeah, captain yeah, and talisman. So he, he guided them to the, the under twenties final, yeah, he and he got World Player of the Year, uh, Junior oh. Junior World Player of the Year. Wow, he's twenty. Uh, winger then. Sure. Well, come on, let's just say George North. He's one. Yeah, yeah, George North, twenty two, twenty two, forty two caps, three caps for the British and Irish Lions. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, is he younger or older than Cuthbert? Uh, he's younger. Is he? How old's Cuthbert? Because he might, he must have gone the other wing if he's around that age. Uh, I think he might just be a bit too old. No! Yeah, I think he is. I, I, I thought Christian Wade might work on the other wing. But then you've got loads of wings. You've got Jack Knoll, you've got Gail Ficku. Um, Gail Ficku yeah, in, in the centre. in the centre, yeah. Gail Ficku in the, in the centre. But then what about Fekitoa, Bowden Barrett? You've got this yeah, there's really loads. Good well, shall we pick, pick our wingers and then we can pick our yeah, centres? Hang on. Bowden Barrett? Wouldn't you put him at Flyhoff? He could do. It can play 10, 12, 12 fullback. Is that a more exciting fly half than. <laughs> oh, stop <laughs> we've picked it! Off, we've picked stop off. it! Charlie Hansen's not 22. Maybe, um, we, maybe we can put uh, Bowden Barrett at, at fullback. No. Put, put him at fly half. Can't <laughs> give it to Farrell. Um, so, well, Marlon Yard, Anthony Watson, Jack, Jack Noel. Oh, there's some frightening players. Um, I, don't, I don't mind any of those that you just said. I don't mind. Nathan, Nathan Earls. Who's a young Saracen? Charles uh, Piatau. Nathan, Nathan Earls was nominated for the player of uh, under twenties player of the year. Wow! Although obviously didn't win it, lost mm. out to Andre Pollard. Uh, yeah, Piatau is twenty two. Got some senior all black. Jo- Jordan Williams of, of Wales. Jordan Williams is an excellent, excellent player. Is Liam Williams any young? Uh, I think he's a bit, no, he's bit too old. I think yeah. he's been sent. I think Liam Williams Phil, has probably been sent to the glue factory. Back, p- pick, an, pick a midfield and an outside. Pick a back. So we've got George North at eleven. We've got. Uh, your other wing? Who would you pick on your other wing? Let's go for. I like Anthony Watson. I'd like to see him a bit more. Above Christian Whiteshaw. Wade. I've seen Christian Wade all season. Yeah, he's hardly played this season. That's, that's injury though. Think of, uh, yeah, and then go back a year. I think we were more excited about Christian oh. Wade then than we are about Anthony Watson now. Yeah, I agree. yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, how old's uh, Savaya? 23, 24 Yeah, he's a bit older. Um, and so, then who would your midfield be? Um, well. Any of any from Jan Sir Fontaine, who's yeah, played twelve for the DJ. Really good. <laughs> he looked really good. Who's twenty-one? Oli Devoto of Bath, who's twenty. Who's what, been... about him above Fekitoa and Bowden Barrett, who well, played international rugby for New Zealand. I'm just listening. He kept out Henson and Eastmond. Yeah, from, you, from you the don't Bath keep out Henson unless you're a you don't cracking player. Big Gav. Yeah, and Fekitoa, Fekitoa who just Fekitoa, shredded England. At Fekitoa is twenty-three though. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Same age as Manu Tuolagi. Yeah. Uh, Gail Fiku is twenty, so I'd probably. Have him and Barrett, maybe? with or... well Bowden Barrett at fullback, uh, Jan Serfontaine at twelve. But Piatal's had international caps for New Zealand as well. And he's true. Play fullback. Oh, there's some good young players. <laughs> oh, Marone. I've just realised one I've completely forgotten that could be tight ahead. That massive, that massive schoolboy Tongan. Oh prop. yes, is he Tongan? Tan- Tan- Taniella, Taniella Tupu. No, who, he's definitely not. Who we posted a, a a video of? Who's like seventeen or eighteen? Seventeen years old, one hundred and thirty-eight kgs, <laughs> and uh, the biggest quads you've ever seen, and runs like a winger. 
Scary. Yes. Yeah, watch out for him. Yeah. Oh, good 15. We'll have a little say on what you think at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. But we're going to move from that. Let's have a little light interval um, after that because we've got more rugby oki. Now, this is a phenomenon that we discovered really early on doing the podcast, which this this is the 40th episode today, uh, that rugby players, well, we know we love a sing-song on the, on the bus and stuff, didn't realise that rugby players at international levels and high levels were so keen to sing at every opportunity. And the latest to do that is England, who were auditioning to be uh, the next boy band. Well, there was enough of them doing it. You'd probably class them as a choir. But they um, they delivered in stunning fashion, singing a song they prepared a few minutes earlier on the bus when they went to Hamilton. Home, in my life, we all have pain. We all have sorrow. For if we are wise, we don't let this always... It's worth pointing out, if you look at the video, and I will tweet it, um, Kyle Sinclair does not move his mouth once. <laughs> the others are getting into it. Jeff Parling's getting into it. Johnny May and his unreal tash is getting into it. <laughs> Awful moustache. Danny Kerr's the instigator. It's tomorrow. Lean on me. Ben Foden. Of course. Yeah. That's why he went on tour. Obviously, it's Ben Foden. I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. For it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. <laughs> I think it's worth replaying Carl Sinclair's moment there because that was outstanding. Somebody to lead on. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, right. Back to uh, important matters. And something else we want you to get in touch with us for is the fan free agency. Now, Phil. As retired, well, not retired from rugby, but you're not playing anymore for your the, te- the only team you've ever played for. Lancaster uh, Cats. <laughs> Besides Lancaster Cats, the only team I've ever played Fight. for. Play foul of me? No, I played two games for uh, Vale when I, was, when I was at uni up there. Sedgley Park from mini rugby through to the first team at up he's, to championship or was it national yeah, one? Uh, he's so well, Sedgley yeah, Park. Yeah. Tier, tier two. He's so Sedgley Park. If you cut him, he bleeds money. <laughs> From from mini rugby to tier two, he's a proper club man. I mean, everyone went on about that David Jackson who was playing for Nottingham and stuff. Like Phil should be regarded in the in the same light. Yeah, like the David Jackson not, of Sedgley, not quite. Well, I'd say so. You know, you, you man and boy, it's it's a special thing. It doesn't happen very often. It takes a big man to go out twice a year and get injured three times <laughs> every year, every single year. So Phil doesn't have a club anymore. He's never ever supported a team as such, and so we thought this season might be the first season that Phil experiences what it's like to be a fan of a club. What club that is is up to you because you can pitch for your team to become the team that Phil chooses as his side. Uh, and you do that by, well, firstly getting in touch via Twitter and then after JB gets a hold of you and bats forward some emails and whatnot by making your pitch. You have yeah. a fan-free agency today, don't you, JB? I do. And now, there's only oh, one this week. OK, JB, go for it. OK, well, there's only one this week because I've messed up, so um, I have not the right uh, uh, the right emails. But we'll have more next week. It's not like you to be disorganised. No, it's and, not. That, and, and that is not JB, like, covering up the fact we don't have any entries. We've got loads Low, of brilliant yeah. entries. But JB, oh, we've got some great ones. JB and, uh, stupidly brought the, the, wrong, the wrong... The wrong device. The, the wrong, wrong device, device with all this information on it. Anyway, crack on. Okay, so, winning. 
I, w- <laughs> I like this. I was entertained, although mostly embarrassed, for the Bath fan, who wrote last week listing his side's numerous victories. Uh, this team has won the 1995 Premiership title, the 97 Anglo-Welsh Cup, the 99 Premiership title, the 2000 Premiership title, the 2001 Premiership title and Heineken Cup, the 2002 Premiership title and Heineken Cup, the 2007 Premiership and Anglo-Welsh Club, uh, 09 Premiership title, uh, uh, 2010 Premiership title, 2012 Pip of Anglo-Welsh Cup, 2013 Anglo, uh, sorry, Premiership title. Who might these be? So, well, Phil's a glory hunter, so let's just say he's going to be a fan of Leicester Tigers. Leicester Tigers, we go. Yeah. Correct. Leicester Tigers. <laughs> well done. Um, okay. First point, he says cheating. Who, who is this, by the way, that's got in touch? This guy is Jacob Howe. Thank you, Jacob. Cheers, Jacob. Uh, cheating. Some say cheats never prosper. To correct this, please observe point one. Good, good point, I would say. Uh, passion. Uh, now he kind of goes on about what um, uh, about well uh, about Welford Road. I think this might be a bit of a cliche because Phil, you've been to Welford Road uh, recently this season. And what yeah. do you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah, that's not the feedback you gave me. Uh, really enjoyed the first half when we were in the um, standing area, uh-huh. which was excellent, great atmosphere. But we actually had paid for seats, so we went to the seats in the second half, and we were in the Holland Barrett. The Holland and Barrett stand. Sponsored by Martin Corey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with a lot of silver surfers. Everyone in there was like 75 plus. You told me every time you got up for a beer, people t- tested yeah, at you. Yeah, people were... And, uh, <laughs> me and, me and uh, Steve, our mutual friend, were uh, sneakily necking a few pints in the stand. And pe- people were turning around and tutting uh. at us. But I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Welford Road because I went to see um, my brother play his first ever Premiership match for London Irish against uh, Leicester Tigers. About that's hell of a welcome. About four years ago, and I was stood in the, and I forget what they call it, but it's the it's the the terraced area in the old stand opposite the brand new huge stand, and the players. There's no more intimidating place to walk out as a player, I would have thought. Yeah, it's yeah. really close, because, isn't it? Because it's all, all, the, all, yeah. the, all the crowd are so close together and they get parted just for the team to walk out through the crowd. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Though. That's I really awesome. Like we were right in the thick of it. The atmosphere in the ground was excellent. It was packed out 24 or 26,000, whatever it was. So it, it was really good. Um, like Overall, it was a great experience. Mm. Well, yeah, uh, got. He, he claims here, uh, well, he doesn't claim, it is true, uh, the capacity is tw- 24,000 and about to be ex- expanded again. Um, mostly homegrown players, except for Gonover and Tuolangi. In fact, Munipola. Munipola. Ayurtza. Ayurtza. Steve Maffey. Yeah, uh, and back in the day, Pat Howard and Lockheed and Dupree. You can't and... knock You can't knock the players they have yeah, through, they have... To, not just to the first team, but to international level as well. Well, yeah. to be fair, he says, homegrown families such as the Young's clan have, represent, have represented yeah. 70 sets of brothers who have played for yeah. the club. And underrated players such as Tate. Tate wasn't underrated when he arrived, but okay, fine. Alan, he wasn't underrated either, uh, have also revived their careers at Walford Road. Uh, Jordan Crane. Why would you? Why, why would you write the words Jordan and Crane on an application? Anyway, um, <laughs> I've got a pros and a cons side for each Crane. one of these team. No, for, for each one of these teams, does Jordan Crane go in the pros or the cons? I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, Jordan Crane cons. Cons. Um, I would also like to point out. Um, he's not pointing this out, but I will anyway. Sam Vesti, remember him? 
Yeah. I think he was third generation Vasti to play in Leicester, in Leicester, Leicester first team. Oh, really? So that, that... I, think, I think Matt Smith, his dad, played for Leicester as well. Did there he? Was, there's, there's quite a few, like you say, um, that have played year after year. Peter Wheeler, who was a player and an England hooker way back in the day, has been the chairman for a long time. And they, they have got managed, they do keep that culture of um, like a family kind of vibe. And I, I like that. And they've also got some good traditions, haven't they? Like the ABC club is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I'd like Leicester a lot more if they just put the... and th- This this Leicester, if you're listening, this is solid feedback. Put the letters back on your backs. Mm. I don't think they're allowed, are they? They're allowed. No, they're not but allowed, but they should. Maybe, they should, like, yeah. maybe in the corners or something. Like, yeah. Campaign. Yeah. We could start an, an egg chase campaign. On, on the sleeve, on the sleeve, maybe. Uh, number four is hate. No team has managed to collect as many fierce, fierce rivals and still inspire, inspire loathing among neutrals quite like Leicester. Mm. I like that. that. That's a pretty mm. dog thing. I, I like the Oakland Raiders. They're not the Oakland Raiders, for, for the record. But yeah, it, it's okay. Um, of course, it's a good thing. Learn uh, MV. Uh, yeah, and that's pretty much it. So, less, so Leicester Tigers. There's also that whole kind of thing where people, players talk about, um, that there are a lot of players that go there. This is what we hear. I don't know if this is true, but people will go there and take less money than they were offered to go to that other clubs. That is very true. Yeah. Um, to, to be at Leicester because it's a special place to be. And there's also the, the sort of case where, you know, coaches past and present have sort of said that, you know what, sometimes we have a, we, we have a bit of a problem. The players always sort it out amongst themselves. There's dust-ups in training. There's, it's like a... It's got forward-thinking ways of doing it with the stadium and all the rest of it, but it's got some old-school kind of values. Have they got two, two changing rooms or things? Did someone tell me the other day they have two changing rooms, like one for the young players and one for the, old, for the older players, for the older heads? I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. And also Leicester spend their money very well, I think. Like we've, we've, they got we've, very well. They got very good accountants and very so good financial planners. Very good relationships with local uh, wealthy business owners. Yeah, mm. well, that's what it, that's what it's all about. You know, yeah. it's all about community club. Look at all their sponsors. They're all lo- local businesses. Caterpillar next. next yeah, they're, they're yeah. all around, they're all around that area. So, yeah. so so I need to decide whether I'm going to put them through to the boot room or drop them yeah. altogether. In X Factor send them, style, send them home. X Factor has boot camp. We have boot room. Are they through to the boot room where currently Ulster? And Bath. Bath Rugby R. Yes. Um, now, I do like the kit. The kit which, which oh, we've men- the kit, mentioned the, before. That for, well, well, the home kit. The home kit, yeah, the sorry. Home, the home kit is wonderful. The away kit is an abomination. Yeah, and, true. Yeah. Now, uh, can, I, can I mention that which might swing, swing you one way or another? Not for the first time. Way! Just think about watching Leicester Tigers in your house and having to support the same team as our favourite scrum half. Oh, oh yeah. come on, that's a low blow. That's a foul play. <laughs> There's nothing Leicester, Leicester Tigers can't control. Yeah. The fact well, that he's one from Leicester. He, that, that Phil's housemates. Ha- he's not them. even from Leicester. Not even from Leicester. Well, he's Leicestershire. Uh, is it even Leicester? No, it's Warwickshire. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not even from um, Warwickshire. You'd, you'd, you'd have to do that. Phil, you, you, it's so, your decision. This is your decision. Yeah. I do like Welford Road. I, I like being there. I wouldn't be in the Holland and Barrett Sand next time, but I, I like the atmosphere there. I like that they kind of spend their money wisely. I like the, the strength of their squad. But I can't condone cheating. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they break the salary cap rules. <laughs> See, Neil, back. I know you're a listener to the, to the podcast as well. Now, all those years ago, you thought you were well happy getting your Heineken Cup winner's medal, but here's where the chickens come home to roost, <laughs> <Right>. maybe. <laughs> um... I don't particularly like Jordan Crane. No, no and one does. I find Richard Cockerell... Obnoxious. That's yeah. what you're looking for. I don't mind him. Obnoxious oh, what a surprise! <laughs> Is there anyone that you don't delight, Tim? And so, 
I'm going to send them through. Because the positives outweigh the negatives. Oh. So they're through to the boot room. Well Such a classic done. Phil decision. Well done. <laughs> it was like it's done on a spreadsheet. <laughs> well, no, it, was, it was like it was done in X Factor style. Uh, it was, I'm, I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's not good news. It's great news. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Tim. <laughs> Unless the Tigers, you are through to boot room. Uh, if you and your rugby club you think should be the one, and like I say, Phil has never supported a team before, and he's going to learn. And on the podcast, you're going to hear uh, exactly what it what it feels like for Phil to become a fan of a team, and he will throw himself fully into it. We're talking going to games. We'll do podcasts from the games. He'll buy a shirt. He'll genuinely take an interest. He'll sign up on the on the forum and comment with yeah. fellow fans. Uh, I, I signed up for two or four and once um, to the Oral Supporters Club, who were actually known as the Tossers or something. To, uh, the Oral Supporters, something. something okay, yeah. Something, yeah. Something like that. So, um, I was a member of them for about six months. Get in touch with us at Rugby Podcast on Twitter if you would like your club to be considered, if you think you've got enough in your locker to talk about your team um, and, uh, and, and and doing so as well because what we're also doing is collecting the details of everyone that we speak to and then we've got kind of our correspondence for, exactly. for all these Can clubs I just as say, well. It's not, it's not going to make it into the, um, to the, to the Superfan applications but we've got a wonderful application for you to support USA Rugby. Yeah, we, we, should, <laughs> we should go into that in more detail next yes, week. Yes, and we are going to look into that in much more detail because I think that's, uh, USA Rugby is fascinating and I've got some awesome stories about USA Rugby. Excellent. Good pod, guys. Good pod. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for downloading. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, at Rugby Podcast is where you can catch us for any reaction to the podcast you've just heard. And I'll see you next time. Nice one, JB. Cheers, Tim. Good work, Phil. Cheers, Tim. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.